Welcome to every album ever with Mike and Alex. My name is Michael Mansour, and I'm joined as always by my very nice, very sweet, very handsome co-host Alexander Volt. Say hello. That's very sweet of you. Oh boy. <laughs> uh, this is every album ever the podcast where we listen to every single album in the world, one artist at a time. That's a whole new discography per episode. And today we'll be discussing every album by check my note. Buddy Holly. Yeah, Buddy Holly. Buddy Holly. We're doing a nice little nice little fun one today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because I, I, uh, our boy Tom Osmond, a history guy, go check him out. Um, he he thought, you know, it's been a while since you guys done a, a ridiculous, poppy, neat, little, ridiculous. I mean, I'm, I'm being so degrading to this legend, quote unquote. Uh, even saying quote unquote was degrading to the legend. Yes, it was. Uh, but uh, it is like a thing that, I mean, we don't cover this shit. And I typically hate rock and roll. Uh, you know what? I like a curveball. Yeah. Once in a while. It's a curveball. <laughs> And Buddy Holly is one that I haven't thought about in so long. We've all heard the most famous. I mean, he's one of the most famous musicians in existence. Mm-hmm. One of the most influential musicians in existence. Mm-hmm. Um, and what do you think about his music? I've never like have felt more like neutral or whatever about an artist. Like the the way you felt about clips is how I feel about. I genuinely dislike clips. Oh, you dislike? I yeah. I, I, I sorry. I, I was lukewarm on the stuff that I liked. I okay. hated everything else. <laughs> I am just so like lukewarm, and uh, and I'll get into the the details. Uh, sure, he was insanely influential. I don't enjoy his music very much. <laughs> I mean, some of it's fine, but it's it's you you know what it is. I I really just. Th- one, I didn't realize how young he was when he passed away. Oh, yeah. And two, I think it just kind of scarred a whole generation and that kind of kept his his memory alive. But um this is probably like the old the oldest music we've we've covered at this point in the pod. Oh yes. I would say yeah, it's gotta be. But yeah, um comparing him to his peers or things of the time. Like, I don't mind some Chuck Berry or, or Little Richard. They have this, like, wild, unhinged quality to them that right. I feel like you put them in almost any era of music, like, they would find a way to to fit in. Even uh, 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 Screaming screaming Jay? Screaming Jay? Screaming Jay Hawkins. Sorry. Oh, okay. I put a, put, yeah, I put a spell on you, all that. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. uh, yeah. Well, first of all, all those people that you named were like, insane musicians yes first and foremost they were talented mm-hmm. sorry but buddy holly was fucking bang average the entire like he was just a, so uh tom sent me um he has some notes here for us but he, he he's reading this book on the on the birth of pop essentially it's called mm-hmm. pop from the beginning by nick Cohn, and this guy's like breaking down of like all of buddy holly's all he's like his career and then his influence it's very dismissive mm-hmm. it's not like blatantly saying he stunk but it's like uh it's really it's still debated whether or not he's actually good or not uh and some of the quotes are fucking hilarious my favorite here is this one he says holly's breakthrough in fact was was that he opened up alternatives to all-out hysteria not many white kids had the lungs or sheer hunger to copy little richard but holly was easy all you needed was tonsils there we go Uh, the beat was lukewarm the range minimal no acrobatics on stage or effort required you just stood up straight and mumbled in this way buddy holly was the patron saint of all the thousands of no talent kids who ever tried to make a million dollars he was founder of a noble tradition holy shit 
Is that not exactly kind of what it feels like though? When listening to it now, I mean, it does feel like that. But then, yeah. Also, I'm just like, man, it's like it's not fair. The like the way the world like put him up on this this thing because again, he's only twenty. Like, like very very young. Uh, but he had he had a hunger, man. This dude was like determined. He was he opened like for Elvis, and then from then on, he was like, I'm fucking, I am making my own songs. I am playing rock and roll. I'm fucking doing this. Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, that. That is a a very brutal but apropos, uh, yeah, because description of his music. I feel like because a lot of these, some of the songs, one of the big songs, it's like, oh, I get why that's still kind of fun today. But for the most part, I think aged pretty badly. It's yeah. rock and roll. It's yeah, average rock and roll. I I do think about that as well. Like you know, some music I think is timeless, but you know. Maybe everything is this. So everything's got a little expiration date on there. Maybe, perhaps. Yeah, yeah. So uh, even vocally, though, he he did he had his own style, and he did. I mean, he influenced fucking everybody. He's he's a, one of the like Beatles' the biggest style, influence. Yeah. It's like, yeah, he. Without him, we wouldn't have most of like the great music in the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you got to give it up. But uh, and, and vocally, like, yeah, he has this average regular white dude voice, but he he. Pretty much invented the little hook, the hiccup thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That sounded more like Goofy, but I was gonna say it is. It's basically Goofy. Yeah. Uh, he's hooking everywhere, but it it caught on, and it's kind of fun. It's it's like, uh, I think that that same author, he's like, it didn't sound good, but it was different. But mm-hmm. I think it sounds kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, I like the hiccups. Yeah. There's like, there are moments where it's like oh this is actually kind of very interesting but because it's it's pop music it's kind of over before you can like digest it properly every album is like 25 minutes long man i wish i could go back in time to be a drummer in the 50s like your bass drums just muted to shit your toms can't hear anything dude. i'm assuming your toms are just filled with pillows like you, you, <laughs> you're just there to f- do this like visuals this production is dog shit there's one album that's well two of them are fine one <laughs> of them is really bad and it's like okay he's the singer make sure you can hear him and only him yep barely hear the guitars and everything else which is weird because sometimes the drums and the guitar are doing these interested things. It's just so muted, which I just chalk up to the times. It's 100% the times. And I believe back in those days, I mean, you record everything in one giant room. Mm-hmm. And it was, uh, it, it was, it was the early days of recording techniques. Our, yeah. I think I remember seeing like, uh, a quote from one of the Beatles where like when it went from like mono to stereo, yeah. like guitarists and singers were like a little upset. Oh, because then it was like, Oh, we actually have to like focus on like people can hear the bass and drums and stereo. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And those first few years of stereo, you go back to those albums now, it's hilarious. I mean, I've complained about it countless times with some of our like yes. old, like cream or whatever the other, other old bands that we cover where it's like, Oh yeah, let's just shove four out of five instruments in one ear and vocals in the other ear. Like mm-hmm. that'll, that'll sound good. Right. They, they literally did that. <laughs> they did, yeah. Um, also, that quote is just gonna like sit with me. This whole going yeah. back to that quote, which again I I agree with. How insane is it? Of all the white artists, 
Buddy Holly was the first one to play the Apollo. Oh, wow. Like, Ooh, interesting. Not Elvis. Like, Elvis would make some sense. Yeah, he's got some swing to him. He's got that sex appeal, baby. Yeah. Buddy Holly, you want to beat him up? Yeah, I, I kind of do. Yeah. Except when you find out Gary Busey played him in a movie, and then you're like, I don't show want- me that movie. That's all I want to see. That's I do want to see that movie. I wish it was Ooh. streaming. I, I would have watched it if it was streaming somewhere. Was it? I mean, yeah, it was pre-crazy Busey, right? It was like in the 70s. Oh, yeah. Wait. I mean, I'm sure he was a little crazy, but it was before accident crazy. Sure. Oh, man, that sounds interesting. Uh, I know. It's so weird. I got, like, more excited about, like, you know what? If this, like, Gary Busey playing Buddy Hall, if that's, like, what we got out of his career, I think that's a win. We also got Predator 2, baby. Predator 2? Hell, yeah. And... Uh him on Instagram. Oh, that's well, pretty good. Sorry, I didn't mean this. Oh, you're talking about Buddy Holly. I'm talking about Gary Busey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no, Gary yeah. Busey's a whole, whole. <laughs> Can let's... we just do the episode on Gary Busey, please? Yeah, let's just skip ahead to the Weezer episode. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a. Uh... Let's not talk about the, the Weezer song, Buddy Holly, but I do like it, I think, more than every song on all these albums. <laughs> it's a great song. It's a great song. Uh, anyway, uh, we have uh, some notes here from our boy Tom Eisen, who I already told you to go check out, and I'm telling you again to go check out. Uh, one is for, uh, is a uh, is an article from NME from 1975. It's called "Buddy Holly, the Rocker Next Door." Uh, it's a profile by McFerrin. And then, uh, what happened to the crickets after Buddy Holly's death? From live, uh, liveabout.com from 2019. And boy, that's a funny answer. What happened to the crickets after? First of all, the crickets are the or Buddy Holly's backing band. They kept doing albums for. Songs. They kept making albums, dude, for <laughs> years. <laughs> At a certain point, it's like it's not even the name of Buddy Holly anymore because Hang he was it on one album. Change your name. Do something. Yeah. Uh, but we're covering three albums. Technically, there are only two albums under Buddy Holly's name. But the first one is the Crickets. The first album by the Crickets, which. Is basically a Buddy Holly album. The only mm. reason why it's not is because of uh, rights issues and like lab- label. Um, yes, rights. which I don't know if you read about. But a little bit. It's yeah. It sounds so like convoluted. Like uh, what was it? Yeah. So the Crickets were with Decca Records. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And then he didn't like the lack of creative control he had, so he went and recorded some things with Burnswick Records. Yeah. Only to find out Burns Burns we had the rights to his name. They're a subsidiary. Yeah, exactly. Of, of <laughs> like, so they had he didn't so they had they they had already cleared all the rights to his name. So he had to put out that first album with the crickets. Yeah. Um or as the crickets. Yeah. So that's why we're covering it here. It's all it's just I mean, yeah, it's a also, short, yeah, it's a short. It's also short, but it, it was also in the days of uh where, where musicians Really got railed in the rail in the ass by these companies. Oh. It was it was the full on mafia days of the record labels. When yeah, when we get there, the plane accident, and I was reading how the plane acts like what led to it. I was just like, what the fuck? Yep, it's pretty wild. And, and uh, that anybody who knows of Buddy Holly knows that he died infamously with Richie Valens and the Big Bopper who I've never heard a single song of. I just I, know his name. It's a fun, it's a fun thing to say. The, it's a great name. I'll give him that. <laughs> who doesn't like a fat guy doing music? Not one person in the world, especially if he's wearing a leopard print jacket. Yeah. Which he did, I think. Also, if we ever get bored, 
Richie Richie Valens only has a handful of albums as well. And it would give me an excuse to watch La Bamba again. Come uh, on, it's a come classic. On, come, come on. on. Come on. Yeah. Do, do a double feature of uh Gary Busey, Buddy Holly, and La Bamba. Ooh, good idea. Yeah. Hell yes. So we're covering all three albums. First one, I mean, this is talk about a brief fucking discography. This first album came out in 1957, last one at 1958. And they're <laughs> all under 30 minutes. And they're all under 30 minutes. And this guy is why we have the Beatles. <laughs> Get ready, folks. Uh, shit, man. So before we go into the albums, let's talk a little bit about the, the little boy's history here. <clears throat> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So yeah, he's from Texas. He's from uh, Lubbock, Lubbock, Texas, Ugh, Lubbock, Texas, <clears throat> which is close to New Mexico border. Seems like a small town. He's his real name, Charles Harden Holly, and Holly with an E, no less. I, if I was a wrestler, I, with that name, I would be Harden Holly. Harden Holly? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's not bad. It's the ancestor of Hardcore Holly. Yes. And he was uh, born and raised during the Great Depression. So uh, I'm sure that was fun. Super fun. Yeah, he, he had like a bunch of siblings and they all played something. I believe they all played some kind of instrument. Everybody except for Paul Holly. Er, Paul Holly. Mm. Older brothers served in WW2. Holy I shit. believe they were drafted. Thank God. It, that was, yeah. yeah, that was a draft for yeah. sure. Oh, well, you know, I'm. It's both, I think, because yeah. I and there was a lot of enlisting in those days. Mm-hmm. But <clears throat> he started out like more doing a lot of country western stuff. Uh, I think he he had he started a group with his his buddy Bob Montgomery from high school. And that sounds like a name my grandma will just come up to me during dinner <clears throat> and be like oh, Bob Montgomery. Bob Montgomery, yeah. He died today, and I'm like, Grandma, you've literally never talked about this man until right now. Who the, who the hell is Bob McGillicuddy? Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Uh, so th- this quote from uh, from this article, he says, uh, despite uh, all this, there was a group of younger musicians determined to break out of the restrictions created by this early 50s Nashville mafia. Uh, it's all the country western kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. While Holly churned out country standards for the good people of Lubbock, they were already flirting with black R&B, a flirtation that would eventually create the fusion that would be rock and roll. And boy, did it make rock and roll. Um, it goes on to say, even in the comparative isolation of Lubbock, that's a funny word. Lubbock. It's, Am I saying it right? Lubbock. 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 No, I think the second time you went to, to like French. Lubbock. 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 Buddy Holly was becoming fascinated with by the more lively music of people like Hank Billard and John Lee Hooker. When Elvis Presley played Lubbock, Holly went backstage to meet the new singing sensation from Memphis, and it was soon after his meeting that Holly resolved to go after the big time as a rock and roll star. It is kind of funny, these like hotbeds for racism. Um, the like musicians are drawn to these well there's the, a there's a few things one the music ruled two not everyone was racist three well, it was a lot easier to get ahead when you stole their music <laughs> you just <that's> our, <laughs> obviously not a, that's why i said hotbed you yeah know, not every you know yeah and it's like here's the thing when uh when i get here like the accusations of, of elvis stealing all that music it's like have you heard every single rock and roll artist ever? They all stole each other's songs. They're all the same song. It's and, all the same song. And we we we, we do it here. And we, yes. Like it's crazy. You will click on a song and it'll be like originally done and then covered in like the span of like 5 years covered by like 20 different artists. Worse than that. 
There are songs on these records that are rewrites of the same song from the same album. That is how much they copy each other. They copy themselves on the same album. It was a simpler time. <laughs> what a wacky, weird... God, I hate rock and roll, dude. <laughs> I love everything that came from it, but I don't like listening to it now. Ah, uh, shit. But we might as well get into these albums. They're not yes. very long, so we just jump right into it. Uh, this is, here it is, baby, 1957, The Chirpin' Crickets. All of my love, all of my kisses, <laughs> you don't know what you've been missing no more. Oh, when they These fucking squares. Oh, boy. The whole world can say yeah, that. Fucking Mickey, Mickey Mouse-ass vocals. I will admit that I loved this song as a kid, and I still kind of like it. <laughs> I could not, you know, a hundred, we're not exactly a hundred years into the future. Um, maybe like 60, 70, I cannot tell you, like, if you had to be like, guess which songs were hits and which weren't, I have no idea. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. This one makes sense to me. Yeah. It's genuinely hooky. And it's not like a, a blatant, we're just doing the same old rock and roll bullshit. Mm-hmm. Uh, it has a good hook to it. And I'm going to give this best personal favorite. And if we're picking, we're giving picks to short discography. But yeah, this one I think is easily the best for several reasons. The main one being that there are five songs in a row that I don't hate. And that okay. I can't say about any other album. Okay. <laughs> And it's the first five songs. I think the first five songs are, are all pretty cool. And there's a lot of the, there's the hits in there. Maybe Baby's another big one. Um, very nice. And then there's also this first version of That'll Be The Day, which we'll get later. But I think this version is vastly superior. Is it? Is it weird? I know there's other lyrics in that song. But like it just... All, that'll be the day when I die. I'm I'm just like, that's the lyric that this like kept. Isn't that American pie? Um, this be a day that I die. Oh, that's why he says, it. that's why he that's says, that's, it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They also, that they, they coined the, the term of his, the day of his death as the, the day the music died. That song coined it. Um, but for this one, it is 24 minutes. 26 minutes, sorry. Uh, 26 minutes of just straightforward, fun-loving, rock and roll, rockabilly. And it's it's nice. It's I would say, because the only time I could ever see this being appropriate is if you're trying to have this old-timey diner feel. You're having a little party, and it's like, oh, it's, 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 it's like... like old boomer party i don't know what else to say this is this is for historical purposes only and if for some reason in the year 2023 you're throwing like a 1950s party it seems like oh it's inoffensive it's fun it's like i can only accept this background music and as that it's kind of nice uh like I, I don't mind any. I mind. I'll, there's a. I do mind a lot of songs, but I think overall it's pr- it's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, I I guess not. Fade away has its charms. Yeah. Um, that's a good example of uh you know some uh some interesting rhythm going on there with the drums, but it's not you know not recorded well. No, no, no. But I would call that song if I'm going to use the word heavy mm-hmm. for a. For the this, time, for yes. the time, yeah. I'd say it's heavy for the time, 
and production, I think this is easily the best produced out of all of them. Mm-hmm. It sounds the most like a band and uh, the the most balanced. It, it, it feels the most mono where, uh, where with these old albums, the mono versions were always better because it was, it was. That's was the intent. There was practice behind mono, I guess. Yeah. Whereas all the stereo stuff was always super wonky, but this yeah, this one feels like it's 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 shitty and is it's old, but it still feels like it's a you hear a band, you can recognize oh it's a full band. Whereas later albums, it's like a guitar and vocals and just weird muffles in the background. Mm. It's just fucking weird. So I think it sounds the best. Uh, maybe Baby's nice. I think it's a it's a so there's so many just fucking just the same rock and roll <laughs> progressions all over the place uh with the 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 uh what's, what's the fucking word the the modulation where you know we're gonna play this riff and then we're gonna do it in a different key and then we're gonna go back and then, yeah it's just all the fucking same <laughs> shit so there's a lot of that what ends up giving these songs personality is always just the vocal hook whatever he, his vo- if his vocal hook isn't memorable or interesting the song is just boring ass rock and roll to me is isn't it funny having a uh, a band and they're like, we are just going to hang our hats on this one this one thing. We have we have guitars and bass and sometimes piano, but we're just gonna live and die by whether the vocals are good or interesting. Because this music didn't really exist yet. It was like just we have well, this is the structure. We'll just do the same shit all the time. Yeah. And it's it's hard to put your it's hard for me now to put my brain in the musical mindset of someone in the fucking fifties because I've heard so much shit that's just so out there. Mm-hmm. We're, we're so creative, so many like so many things that that have just never been done that are now have now been done. Whereas this was like no one thought to just maybe we don't go exactly back to that key like we do with every song. It's yeah. just, they just didn't do it yet. They, yeah. they didn't find it. It's just so bizarre listening to it now. Uh, especially when he, so many songs just feel the same. I mean, the, the whole album is this. It, I, th- I think it's crazy to me because it's not like there wasn't interesting. Like, I think jazz has always kind of been interesting. And then even blues artists have some like grit on them. But yeah, this is like, for white America, this is like very clean cut, and I would actually throw blues in there as well because they they also use the same exact structures, and they're like we're just gonna follow the same structures and patterns, and rock and roll basically stole that pattern. Yeah, and that's what and they, so that's I, yeah, it's hard, just hard to listen to now. Yeah, I guess with blues, you know, sometimes it's just a man and his guitar about how he sold his soul to the devil, and that's way more lyrics are better, uh, definitely with blues. Yeah, or maybe they're singing about cocaine and calling it white lightning or something white lightning uh, or that's probably moonshine but either way maybe I, I don't know enough about my my old timey terms but so that give his best personal favorite and yet there's still so many songs i do not like such as tell me how boy could be worse but i mean that's exactly what i mean about just run of the mills rock and roll no memorable hooks and that's what it turns into the thing that stuck out to me on that song was how high pitched the backing vocals are which I guess when you're barely men, you can do that. <laughs> the backup vocals on this album, well, the the crickets backup vocals, because mm-hmm. they're the backing band on the next album, I think, mm-hmm. and it's always their backup vocals. They sound. We heard a little bit on on Oh Boy, but they just creep me the hell out. They sound so weird. It's almost like a 
like they weren't really mic'd up properly and they don't they don't they almost sound inhuman it's yeah. poppy and pretty and the things they're saying the things they're singing are super upbeat and, and happy but it's just like unsettling in like a you know tiptoes of the tulips kind of way also how funny is it like doing backup vocals during this time and being like what do you want me to sing like some lyrics no just like a do 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 There's a lot of dude dudes. Yeah, oh. there was it was the days of doo wop, dude. Yep. And there's there's plenty of that. So yeah, it sounds as almost like they they recorded the backup vocals while all the band was being recorded, like all at the same time. It's yeah. weird and unbalanced it sounds, but it's just, it has this weird haunting quality to it that that feels completely unintentional, but is you, I like it nonetheless. You could play it in that weird X Files episode about inbreeding. I think it's called Home. Oh, I forget what I th- I forget what song they play in. Dude, that, I but. forgot about that episode. Oh, I only re- remember because the name of the episode. Yeah, it's think, been so long. I, don't I think it's considered it. like one of the greatest. That was a good show. But yeah, you play some Buddy Holly during that episode, yeah. and it's right at home. Uh, I'm looking for someone to love. Is another one that I just nope. Uh, nope, it's just the <laughs> nope. Uh, send me some loving. It's a business ballad. There's a, there's quite a few ballads. Um. And, and I mean, these are ballad ballads, full on love songs that are just when sometimes they're good for pacing, sometimes not. I don't know about anybody else, but when you hear when I hear old timey ballads, I always add like girls screaming uh, in my head. I'm like, yeah, that's probably kids were weird, right? They just scream during they do it now. Yeah. yeah. For I mean, artists that I don't. No, we're listening like, to probably like BTS, but oh yeah, I was thinking like BTO, take care of business, like, take care of business, yeah. Uh, which call it? Um, so some of the, the I don't I don't mind an empty cup. Um, as far as ballads go, uh, those bag of vocals are like the most 1950s thing ever. They don't quite sound as as creepy as the other other songs. I thought that was interesting because it's uh. It's like the closest to country, but oh yeah, but his vocals aren't. No, no, he's doing his own goofy. thing. Yeah, he's doing a lot of the hiccupy stuff, which I like. I th- I think the song that entertained me the most was "Rock Me, My Baby," because that's this almost like full gibberish. Oh, is it? I mean, I did like it. Yeah, uh, and his actual decent solo guitar solo there too. It it for oh, the time. Oh yeah, 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 I know what you're talking about. For the time, it it rips. That's a ripper. It's good. It's got good personality. <laughs> it's got great energy. It's a good closer, uh, especially for what it is uh, and what this album is. Uh, I think it's pretty consistent. And I say that as someone who hates like a lot of these songs, or not hate, but just like you know, just doesn't scratch any itch. The the songs that land are genuinely distinct and hooky and i get why they were like hits back in the day yeah when your when your world is only so small yes yes i think it's the best pace of all of all his albums um plenty of it still falls down the generic rock and roll pit but a lot of it stands out um memorable some memorable stuff here i don't love it i'm not gonna come back to it but i but i can get i get a lot of this one um my best and personal favorite i mean it's time to move on you ready uh, yes, sir. Hell yes. This is 1958's Buddy Holly. And now the production sounds like shit. 
It's, it's, it's pretty bad. Even for the time. Yeah, even for the time. You're gonna save the miss me. Oh, you're, you're gonna save <laughs> kiss me. So you're gonna save you love me. Cause I'm gonna love you too. I love it. I'm gonna love you. I'm gonna, I'm gonna yeah, he's, 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 he does that on a few other songs. Oh, yeah. So you're gonna save you love me. He also says some like things like serial killers say, like, you're gonna give me your love. Hey, if you say it with a nice little hiccup, it's kind of cute. It's cute. Yeah. So, hook, you know, do you take out, you get rid of his vocals? This song is like uh, old timey country western Chet Atkins, like Les Paul type stuff. Mm-hmm. It's actually very like southern. You know, well, you get the idea. That's yeah. the whole song. I'm just gonna give this best personal favorite. I don't really have a dog in this fight. But. And then worst least favorite. Like, oh, really? I Damn. know this is like legendary. Yeah. But, I mean, I just don't enjoy this one at all. I just I like that song. I like a couple songs on here. Yeah, getting getting a little. I'll I'll go into. I ah oh man, I kind of just want to skip to the next album, but we have to go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So this one has some of the, his biggest songs. It's got big, 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 super big. Did, I just you, think of the King of the Hill version. I can't get my the King of the Hill version out of my head. It's so funny how like early hip hop. I'm totally fine with these like simple rhyming schemes. Yeah, <laughs> but there's this something about these. Oh man, you baby, baby, like it just. <laughs> Where do you think those rappers got it from, dude? When music is in its infancy, you just you're gonna have garbage lyrics. I don't know. I'm like, I feel like with early rap, there's an attempt to make it a little more complicated. Where this is like, you just run maybe and baby. Yeah. At least they're two different words. At least it's not baby and baby. Which... Baby, baby. <laughs> so Pegasus, Peggy, Peggy Sue, it's, man, I I only like it because of King of the Hill. The If the drums were like recorded properly, that like rolling Tom surf beat is really yeah, fucking cool. It's actually interesting. Uh, boy, is it recorded like shit. Um, but it is a, it's a cute song. And the other big ass giant fucking hit every day, which is so I, corny. It's almost horror movie music. I didn't even realize that was Buddy Holly. I'm like, oh. I'm like, you just hear that in like some, some like artsy fartsy director movie. And you just <laughs> like, yeah, it's cute. It's yeah. a cute song. Like, is that in Garden State or something? It, it, it's the shins oh yeah i'm sure the shins sound nothing like but yeah 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 uh it's yeah it's a it's a cute thing i can't believe that's one of his most famous songs it, it's very hokey it's very weak sound it's even recorded pretty badly i will say it is wild to be doing like we're gonna make rock and roll music and someone was like you know what you boys need celestia oh <laughs> oh shit that kind of is like a wild choice for the time yeah yeah that is. <laughs> i suppose it is yeah uh, uh so i just so, wanted to point that out about very that nice song. the thing other thing about that uh which, which fucking song is it? it's words of love which is literally two songs away from every day it's just a higher energy different key rewrite of every day it's <laughs> it's just so lazy i mean holy shit uh they said 
We'll do the Celestia version, but just for backup, we're going to do the rock. We're going to do the fun rock and roll version, all right? Uh, I, I do like his vocals on this album uh, enough. The hiccup stuff, I especially like it on, like, um, was it Mailman, Bring Me No Blues? I like his hiccups on there. That sounds fun. Uh, Bring Me No More Blues. Yeah. Yeah, that's a, that's a fine song. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Um, I'm not too bothered by Look At Me or Valiant Tears. Uh, is Valiant Tears another famous one? It might be. Rayvon is another famous one. They're probably all... Um, I do... I did notice when I was listening to it, I was like, Valley of Tears seems a little more intricate than like yeah. the other things. And then I was like, oh, because it's a fat, Fats Domino song. Oh, is that right? I'm like, yeah. You, okay. You you corny ass white boys didn't write the lyrics for this one. Oh uh, yeah, that's it's more yeah it's back in bow territory. It's got some uh, some country twang, a lot of organs in there. Um, but I do like the 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 overall vibe they give the song. I do like whenever they record more up tempo thing. It's always like the city, the silliest lyrics, like like ready Teddy. Oh yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. Slow down. You're playing like some kind of punk. Oh, I hate it. I hate Ready Teddy. Can't <laughs> stand it. Uh, you're so square. It Man, that sounds like they're using padded chairs for drums. <laughs> it, it's, it's insane. To the point where it's, distra- it's distracting. You got to put it on. You got to put it on. It's yeah. so distracting. Because, yeah, I wrote a similar thing. Like, yeah, did they just take the toms and this put towels and pillows yeah, they, they place it on the floor yeah uh you're so square right yeah what it's, it's black metal purists are like taking notes like on how to music. record it we just had an album that didn't quite sound this bad and again Baby, I don't that is like a like fun little rhythm to play on the toms, yeah. But it's just it's it's probably it's one of the worst drum sounds I've ever heard in recording. <laughs> Again, you can make the excuse of oh well, it's old. The first album didn't sound this bad. Mm-hmm. You can't make that excuse for everything. I will, Person who I'm not talking to or, or something. I will say uh, there's probably a few other ones, but the original closer because there's bonus tracks. Yeah, little baby, little baby. The piano is a standout for me, and then I noticed there were some other ones. So like. Uh, I was like, man, this Norman Petty fellow probably had a great career. Not really. No. Yeah. Cause I was like, I think he's like doing interesting things with what he's given. He's a prominent writer on almost all these songs Yeah, or a good chunk of these songs. Anyway, I guess, you know, he didn't have to have to work if he get writing credits on these bad boys. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Um, bonus tracks. You get a, a mix of stuff with um you get like a couple crickets tracks or you know backed by the crickets um like think it over in fool's paradise um that's my desire is a uh, another ballad i mean it's fine it's got some nice 50s type leads there that is one of those songs that was this like covered 20 times in the span of like five years. Oh, okay okay um think it over uh i i kind of like that piano um solo it's like one of the few, if not the only piano solo with low, using the low keys, mm-hmm. which is an interesting choice. Uh, those backup vocals on Fool's Paradise are a perfect example of the creepy, weird, strange crickets backup vocals that I'm talking about. It, they, they're very noticeable. They're really weird and unintentionally creepy. 
I like it because of that personality. It's fucking strange. Uh, well, all right. Full on country western. I that's my favorite bonus track. Oh, really? Um, and then again, I was just like, Jesus Christ, was someone just like choking the ride symbol? When he's oh, yeah. yeah. It's like, bring, like, there's yeah. no ring. Jesus Christ. Uh, the final song, in the bonus track says, take your time. Yeah. I mean, by this point. So the, these, this album is originally 24 and a half minutes long. Yeah. It can't handle going into 30 minute territory. I was going to say it's very, it's very interesting. Like you can, it's still with the bonus tracks. It's not a long no. album, but you 35 can, minutes. You can feel like the ebb and flow of the original and this like, oh, okay. These were, these were tacked on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it actually feels like it drags on at 35 minutes. It's, it's pretty crazy. And, and yeah, I get like, this is pretty hugely influential, but out of all three of the albums, I dislike the most songs on here. It has the, the absolute worst production. And even the songs that are huge, like Pegasus and every day, I'm not even, I'm not even big on those. Mm -hmm. Uh, so really I can, uh, yeah, that's, my rationale for worse, least favorite. I just felt like this one had a little bit more variety than others. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the rest are, I think that's why I don't mind the one mode. If it's 20 minutes long and the one mode is inoffensive, <laughs> maybe I don't love it, but it's not like, I don't know. It's it's fine. Clearly, we're not huge fans of this guy, but we, we, we're grateful for him. We're grateful for him. Uh, but my worst least favorite and Alex's best and personal favorite. But we got one more. The very last one. Was this one released posthumously? No, it was not. No, it was no. same year. Same as, year. Yeah. So this is the last album. Uh, I believe these were recorded before. I believe, yeah. These next, this next album, it was recorded in 56. So it was actually predates mm -hmm. the Crickets album. So these are actually the earliest songs or the earliest recordings that we have of them right now. Uh, at least on this episode. But it wasn't released until to my, I say much later, but I mean a year later. Mm -hmm. So this is 1958. That'll be the day. You are my one. This girl screaming in the background. I think it's my favorite Buddy Holly song. This, yeah. This does you rule. Yeah. The way this album started off, yeah. I thought I was going to give it best personal. Yeah, yeah. But I thought I was going to love it too. It just kind of, yeah. yeah. This song is genuinely beautifully written. I want to hear great progressions. Nicholas Cage and or Glenn Danzig. There's no way Danzig hasn't already sung this. <laughs> Although he's never cited Buddy Holly, to be fair. Yeah, he's probably just too much on the Elvis. Elvis, Roy Orbison, who are both you better, in my opinion. Much better. I think, yeah. Roy Orbison's the fucking goat. I think Glenn would kill it. Yeah, he absolutely would. Also, I'm a defender of that awful Elvis. It is so bad. Check out Danzig Gibson. I like his quiveriness here, too. Yeah, the... The the goofy hooks are yeah. more like wobbly and, and very like uh, shaky. There's no sounds like there's some heartbreak in there. Heartbreak for sure. There's actually no hiccup. There's very almost no hiccup vocals on this whole album. This yeah. was before I guess he discovered the hiccup technique. Yeah, and then I'm just gonna give this one worst least favorite. This because there's maybe like the first three tracks I 
I think are some of his best, but then yeah. boy, after that, I'm just, yeah, it's it, not, I don't hate a lot of it, but I, I mean, I do hate enough of it. Yeah. I was fine with it. I did prefer this one to the previous one if I had to choose between the two, but, uh, it, yeah, I got the first three tracks. I'm, I'm, I like the first three tracks and then you get rock around with Ollie V, which is just any old any right. old any old rock and roll song and you could interchange it with literally any song i uh, yeah i feel like even for the time that was like like even for buddy holly it's like you, you've done you've a, done a, quite a bit of this one but yeah uh tingling has a ton of elvis in it uh especially with the like the slapback reverb on the vocals i love that in the 50s people were just singing Tinglings, dinglings. Tingling is a pretty really it's a really bad name of a of a song for sure. At least dingling is hilarious. Yeah, that was and Chuck Berry, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, damn right it was Chuck Berry. Yeah. <laughs> Who else would it be? Come on, baby. Ooh, homeboys uh, are de- debaucherous. Also, I don't like the way I don't like the way Holly says boy on uh boy. I'm just oh, saying I can't, can't kill. Yeah, you're the star. <laughs> Jesus Christ, I can't get the hell out of my head. We got Girl in My Mind, which is a pretty passionate ballad. It's not too bad for what it is. I actually kind of like it. But so this song, it happens on this song. It happens a, a lot in this album. I just happened to note it on this song. So much peaking. The, oh, yeah. The, the production here is complete dog shit. There's mm-hmm. peaking on basically every song. The peaking on the vocals there is really, really bad. Too, uh, too much, too much yodeling and hiccuping. It's pretty ear piercing. It's hard to crank this when it's very ear piercing. The title track, you know, that'll be the day. Um, I said I prefer the crickets version. To say I prefer the crickets version is such an understatement. This version is awful. It's so ear piercing, so much vocal peaking. It's so abrasive. It's just, it feels like it has way less personality. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like it at all here. Um, the goofiest song. I'm changing all those changes. Oh, changing all those changes. Oh, boy. On top of sounding funny, he this actually sounds the funniest on there. If you've heard Rocky Billy, you've heard that song. That's for sure. Yes. Um, same with like Love Me. Yeah. Like, this is more rockabilly. Like when we think of rockabilly with a slap bass, mm. um, with a slap upright bass. I, you hear a lot of that. That's actually the, the loudest percussion is the bass slapping. Yeah. It's louder than the drums. I almost wonder what kind of music he would have done if he, you know, led a, a, a normal, healthy life. Well, look at Elvis. I'm, and he was so the you best. Just end of up in Vegas. Probably was going to be a nice end either way. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't. I don't. Hearing these songs, and again, he didn't write a lot of these songs. Mm-hmm. I don't. Here, Buddy Holly is like, oh, this visionary who was like, he died so, I mean, he did die young, but like he was changing everything and he was like a brilliant music maker. Like, I don't see that at all. He's just a kid who who kind of had some spunk and it, he, it landed. He, yeah. He was riding that wave. Yeah. He was right at the, like the, as I mean, it was so early in his career and he had just popped Yeah, and then he just died. Like, I mean, it was. Pretty insane. I mean, it's so, such a small window of time. It's pretty crazy. What else? Uh, don't come back and don't come back knocking is another kind of bluesy, obviously type thing. Uh, I don't know. It, it's fine. It'll scratch the itch if you're feeling nostalgic. Yeah, this. It's just more like yeah. Even for you, it's like I've heard I've heard this song before, buddy. Yes. And yep, 
Same with Midnight Shift, which I kind of don't mind. It's basically another rewrite of That'll Be the Day. It's again, it's it's all. I I kind of glanced over it, but I think one of my favorite Buddy Holly tracks is also Blue Blue Days Black Nights. Oh, but I see he didn't write that, and I don't see this guy in the band, so I'm assuming it's a cover. But yeah, um, it's just one of the more like the lyrics really paint this full picture that the way a, a simpler song does not. Oh yeah. I don't mind that one. Um, it kind of fits the vibe of the whole thing. That's the only way I can enjoy this is like, all right, let's I'm, I'm, I'm on a long drive. Let's throw in mm-hmm. some fucking old timey rock, rock and roll rockabilly. Give me a little mood setting here. And it works for that. Yeah. Um, and then the sax on modern Don Juan. Oh, it's pretty neat. It is. It gives it this dated, cheesy quality to it. Yep. But you know what? It's it's a it's a it's a big fish in a small pond. It, it's got personality. It does. I don't mind yeah. it. And yeah. I, I kind of like some of uh, Buddy's vocal lines there too. It's not too bad. Yeah. This is a yeah. It's fine. I think this is probably considered the weakest of all his albums. Uh, I don't mind it so much, but you know, who am I to fucking? <laughs> Again, I'm I'm going despite get, judging all these. Uh, it's really it. Oh, it's a, it's not fair to do this to this like 22 year old. I think it's more than fair to do it to a 22 year old. Maybe not oh, this sure. 22. Maybe not this year of 1957. Yeah, like eight. It'd be different if he was like able to grow and like make some other me like. Maybe, the only reason why I don't feel so bad is because this. I mean, it's revered and it's praised as one of the most incredible, you know, influential things in the world. I don't think that's fair either to do. To, yeah. It's just like every, it's well, just plenty. Of, it's, it's a gift and a curse. There's plenty of naysayers to this day. And you got a couple in this room right here. Yeah. I don't say nay. All right. I say may because I get it, Yeah, but I don't love it. I'm not going to listen to myself, but I get it. Damn it. Uh, and then he died and it was crazy. Yes, so uh, I don't know. I wrote some notes down. So there's a we got the thing here from from Tom's notes, the little profile on what I, on his death and what happened to the crickets afterward. It says on February third, nineteen fifty nine, a private charter plane carrying musicians Buddy Holly, J.P. Richardson, the big mopper, and Richie Valens, uh, Richie Valenzuela, <laughs> crashed near Clear Lake, Iowa. The flight was a, it was a decision by Holly to transport his touring band members, including All Sup and Jennings, to their next stop on the winter dance party tour in Fargo, North North Dakota, as to avoid harsh conditions of traveling via poorly insulated tour buses. Yes, sir. Also regarding that, because I don't see it here, his his tour buses had broken down twice, and the drummer Car- Carl Bunch is that his name or did it? I I did. It might be. Um, he had to be hospitalized. Oh, because he had frostbite <laughs> in his toes from riding this bus, not being outside, from being on this fucking bus. Things things were tough back. This this was a fucking massive star, and the people are getting frostbite in the on these tour unheated tour. But also, there was there was no regard for these tour dates. It was just like, oh, these 
these musicians are fucking animals. Well, this book, every we'll day, book, whatever. Yeah. We don't care what the logistics are. It kind of was the worst job in the world. Yeah. At least yeah. like, because you, we can complain about travel these days, but boy, at least we got some insulation and blankets or something. Some, some safety regulations. God. Damn, yeah, a couple of lawsuits in the past. Yeah. He goes on to say, however, because Richardson had had the flu, Jennings traded his seat and also lost his seat to Valens in a coin toss. Yes. The plane, I'm right from the movie. The plane crashed six miles from the Iowa airport of departure, leaving no survivors. The day became known as the day the music died after it was referenced in Don McLean's American Pie in 1971. Now, this is the funny part. Yeah. The crickets, the band, soldiered on for decades after Buddy's untimely death. Together, the band released three albums before and 18 after Buddy Holly's death in 1959, circulating in and out more than 20 band members over the course of their 40-year career. That's fucking insane. It's insane. But uh, two other interesting things I read about Mm. the plane crash. According to one of Buddy Holly's brothers, they got like the report... And he said the instruments on the plane were like, you should not take off. He didn't, the pilot didn't like get like verbal from like a radio, but like the instruments on the plane were like, these are not good conditions. Yeah. To take off. Still shocker. And then uh, I just, I guess I kind of find it interesting. This like rumor and and innuendo uh, there was, Buddy had like a gun on him and they didn't initially report it. And then when they did, there was this like vicious rumors that someone had like shot the pilot. Yeah. I doubt it when they were flying through a snowstorm. Oh no, it, it <laughs> yeah. was, yeah, it was strictly rumors. Yeah, I'm just I'm like, I mean, it's, I'm it's, just like, it does make the story more romantic that way. Yeah. People sure. were like very like heartbroken by this. Also, uh, News started making it a policy not to report on uh, famous people's deaths until the family was notified because uh, his wife at the time heard, like, she found out on the radio. Oh, my God. And had, like, a miscarriage. Oh, my God. I believe his mom found out that way, too. Like, they found out just, like, minding their own business and then this on the radio. like. this was the fucking Wild West it, it of entertainment laws. It was, yeah. F- fucking the most brutal conditions, the most horrific way of handling every... I mean, it's just so illegal now. <laughs> you just can't do any of this shit now. <laughs> to, be, to be fair, at least they were like... That, that was wrong. We're going we're gonna to change. My bad. Yeah. My bad. My God. And yeah, 22 years old is... Woof, dude. Dude, yeah. I'm I've already been like questioning my own mortality lately and uh yeah me too plenty <laughs> yeah it's, it's, it's RIP to wrestler Ray Wyatt I that this yeah that, that's what caused it for me I was well just, yeah he's not old and he's, he's like a, the same age I am and, and it's just fairly decent shape being a wrestler and all and it's not quite the days of um you're again another industry where Back in the day, before regulations, oh, you yeah. could, let's just uh, make you work every waking moment of your life. Have and some, here's a bunch of drugs to keep you going. Have some uh, steroids, pal. Meth, coke, steroids, all the uppers. I mean, take it all, baby. Take it all. Just per- keep per- falling on your ass. Percocets. Oh, them perks. Also, Ooh. 
has no business in this podcast, but that American Gladiators docu-series is real interesting. I know the highlights and that they were as broke as I am, which is pretty fucked up. Insane. Insane the way these gladiators are actually... Technically, weren't gladiators mostly like prisoners? Yeah, so... so it, what's the difference? In, yeah, in, in a way, it's kind of appropriate. It's actually better. <laughs> <laughs> but we are at the end of our journey. Yeah, I mean, he it was brutal, and but he... He he made us let us have all the the British stuff. He got us the Beatles and the Rolling Stones, and that, and from there we have Oxbow. I mean, in some way or another, because of Buddy Holly, we have Oxbow. In some in some weird, yeah, we have Oxbow and Swans. We got Swans, Oxbow, Baroness. We got all the things that we like because of Buddy Holly, and it's not even like a stretch to say that. No, like yeah, it's not really, but uh, man. Yeah, strictly for historical purposes for me. And me as well. Let's do a little recap. Uh, Best personal favorite, Buddy Holly. There's hits. <laughs> yeah. Where's least favorite? That'll be the day. Sounds bad and nothing is as interesting as the first three songs. So for me, Chirpin' Cricket's best personal favorite. It's real consistent. It has my favorite of all his songs, the most interesting style of rock and roll songs, I think, in his whole career. And Worsley's favorite, Buddy Holly. It sounds like ass, and I don't like the songs. What else can I say? <laughs> I don't know. I'm sorry. Whatever. Uh, but thank you so much for listening and watching and hanging out. This has been a del- delight, a true delight to talk about this really uh, out of the usual for us i i need i need a palate cleanser here or there here and there yeah yeah something uh not quite as brutal and heavy and fun or, for or us are even obscure sometimes it's just yeah we do we've really leaned into the obscure even like it's kind of our bread and butter now it really I know. is even with a band like no man's Know, which is like superstars for us also i, I call my shot on like we're getting views on that Damn right. Yeah. It's a beloved band. It's a good ass band. So yeah. check out that episode if you're for some reason found Buddy Holly before no one's known on our channel. <laughs> but uh, yeah, go support us. Go to all the places. Uh, follow me on all social media at Pander Monkey and Alex on Instagram at Every Album Alex. Please follow our history guy Tom Osmond at Tom Osmond Sounds on all social media as well as TomOsmondSounds.com where you can find all his music stuff. He does a bunch of work for us and it's been making the pot very juicy lately. Uh, you can uh, please, if you would like, Join the Patreon, patreon.com slash every album ever. That's where we got some bonus episodes. You get to see our schedule in advance. You get to vote on polls to decide who we cover next. You get to join our Discord, be a part of our little community, and suggest our EAE singles episodes. Uh, we pull all the suggestions out from Discord directly. And if you if you want us to cover us, if you want us to cover a full ass discography, tier two, baby, tier two. That's where you do it. Uh, so thank you, please, thank you. Do that. Um, yeah, you can check out my EP as well. Link in the description. It's cool. Go ahead, do that. Uh, am I forgetting anything? I don't Sounds know. about right. I think this is uh, short and sweet. Oh, golly, I'm going to ask my best gal to the oh, prom. Oh, to the... <laughs> I fucking spaz right now. Uh, so yeah, fucking, what are we wrapping it with? <laughs> Want to do modern Don Juan? This cause it's... Why not? I don't fucking care. <laughs> so... <laughs> Let's do that. So thank you so much for listening and watching. See ya.
I'm 